Hello and welcome to the only show where we talk delayed movies, delayed TV shows, and delayed nuclear holocausts. And we bring it all to you right here, right now, on the Third Reel Podcast. My name is Ryan Muse, and with me as always is Mike. Hi. And Dave. I'll be back. Huh? Get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I got it. It took a second. Yeah, you go. Uh, <laughs> well, look, uh, l- welcome everyone to Time Travel Month. So, in light of what Bill and Ted is coming to save the film industry from its demise with the release of the third movie at the end of this month. What's it called again? I don't have that here. I found it. It's Bill and Ted Face the Music. That's what I was looking Ah, uh, yes. Uh, well, look, so we're looking back at uh, Hollywood's biggest time travel franchises. Let me just start by saying this is going to be more conversational than than a typical episode. I'm not recapping a movie this month. We're not going to break down a movie and poke fun at it and uh, take us through it like we normally would do. There will be some criticism, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, No no franchises without its uh, criticisms. Um, Because today uh, we're looking at the at the Terminator franchise, which has wonderful highs and terrible lows. Uh, so the Terminator franchise is entirely about time travel. Um, I mean, really, it's got two good movies and a shit ton of shit movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know it has actually three Terminator 3s? That's all? <laughs> so so okay, that would... Is that... So, that, so it has a Terminator 3. Um, then it does uh, a Terminator Salvation is supposed to uh, have been a Terminator. No, no, no. The, the TV show. The TV show picks up after Terminator 2. Then there's the a, Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. there's um, the, the most recent movie picks up after Terminator 2. And then did you guys ever know about the Paramount Studios uh, 3D ride ter- based on Terminator franchise? No. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I saw it. I went there when I was a kid and saw it, and it's great, and it picks up right after Terminator 2. Um, Would you go it, back? No, God, no. It has, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> it was... It has, like, the T1 million. <laughs> and and it's, like, it, it's a giant monster, and it's in 3D, and it explodes, and it, like, wets the audience when it blows up. Uh, it it's wets like, the audience? Like, yeah, like, this... It's you're, just that uh, hot, Dave. Everyone just gets a little moist. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. Okay, so so the Terminator franchise is a pretty much a strictly linear representation of uh, time travel, uh, no. where a timeline exists, uh, someone travels back in time to change it, and paradox- paradoxes, though, they don't ensue like you would expect. Instead, things just keep going linearly, right? Like, all participants have <clears throat> knowledge of the events, Uh even if that they weren't they there, and they, if they didn't happen in their original timeline. Yeah, well, no, in that, like, so the our, the present in Terminator is always aware of whatever uh, has co- happened, right? right? So a lot of times right. in time travel movies, ones that care a little bit about uh, logical consistencies, uh, after you sort of close the time travel loop, you're not aware of what happened um, or or you are because it is a full clean loop. Um, or if you change something in the the past, you know the the future person doesn't know what happened. But in Terminator, like Sarah Connor is fully aware of all the attempts, all the changes, all of the uh, multiple delays of a nuclear holocaust that exist. So because that's existed in her timeline. No, because it ha- no, it hasn't though. So. 
Okay, I've got I've got a timeline of Terminator franchise for for those who okay. haven't seen it in a while, or uh, uh, for you guys maybe who don't remember quite well. So in Terminator One, a Terminator, a robot from the future, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. uh, comes back in time to kill Sarah Connor because she's gonna have Kyle, uh, she's gonna have John Connor, who's the leader of the resistance, right? Right. right. So that's um, the first strike. And they send, in the humans in the future, send a dude back in time to stop, and they succeed, right? So they actually right. stop Judgment Day. No problem. Well, so, and with that timeline, with that change, they also close that loop, because he's the one who fathers John Connor. Yes, except right. they still, she still has memory of him, because if, technically, if that future no longer exists... Then he never came back in time, and then he, she should not remember that, right? Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, however, mm. if that timeline, so the for the future iterations of this movie show that that timeline hasn't been disrupted, like the very fact that Terminator Two existed meant they didn't stop that future from happening. Except in Terminator Two, uh, they explicitly say that they just delayed judgment day so judgment day does still happen but it's delayed mm -hmm. so so it's not the judgment day that they, they prevented the judgment day they were trying to prevent yep they didn't prevent the next one exactly okay which is so they why, just ignore paradoxes yeah because okay she she technically should not then have any memory of the first movie she should be fresh as they send a new... Because Terminator 2 is... They send another Terminator back in time to kill her. And the humans mm -hmm. send their own reprogrammed Terminator back in time to save her. Uh, they So she, this should be a whole fresh start for her. Because it's a new future timeline. It's a new delayed judgment date. But the movies don't really care about that. What I suspect is that the movies are basing it on uh, multiple timelines. So... When they come back, it's a way of getting around the ideas of like a paradox eliminating that future. Mm -hmm. When person A comes back to the past and changes the future so that person A didn't exist anymore, person A is now part of this new timeline. So yeah. the old timeline still existed where they were generated, but they caused the split and continued on the new path. Right. Yeah. So that would, so essentially, you're right. For that kind of, paradox to be solved you would need to have it established that there's like a multiverse where yeah um the changes they made just splintered off to a new timeline but they never do in the terminator franchise there's never a hint that there's a multiverse it's always that it's the same timeline because right but that could just be um for the audience level they're like we you know what yeah it's time travel stuff we change the future it changes the past it's a cycle you guys get it yeah. Um, we're not going to go into the quantum mechanics of who's going what, like Doc Brown tried to do in Back to the Future. And, and I mean, I'm kind of going to get roasted for this. I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I'm okay that, that you've decided you're going to introduce time travel into your movie, but you know what? You'll let somebody else worry about if it's actually possible or not. You're just going to do it the way you're going to yeah. do it. Like You're like, here's our story. Debate what you want. I kind of agree that if, if you're going to have just a really simple time travel story, it's best not to try to explain it because then you, you invite people to poke more, more holes in it yeah. because time travel doesn't exist. So uh, as soon as you try to make it technically possible, you're actually just inviting more criticism. So 
the best way and the simplest way to deal with it and make it simple for everyone is, yeah, just simply have everybody remember what happened and just move on with their lives. Yeah, everyone that's still in that time period. Right, because it's um, they're not. We don't get. They do still seem to kind of adhere to that single timeline where once you're on that new path, it's only people on that path that can come back in time. It can't be from other branches that'll try to get back to our timeline. You know what I mean? Well, see, and you're just yeah. So this, except what you just described, I could probably poke a dozen holes into. So that's why it makes sense what Mike said, which is best to probably just leave it and not have to try to explain it. Like, if yeah, you want we're not going to explain good... anything. We're just going to say that it happened. And you can yeah. either live with that or you can go watch a different movie. <laughs> now, with, um, with this, what we're doing is at the end of the month, we're going to still uh, do a movie review. Uh, and we're going to break down our... Uh, we're going to tell everyone about sort of our, our favorite choices. Our choice for a lesser known time travel movies and the one that i've chosen i won't say it here but uh it's very highly technical in its uh description and pers- and you know presentation of time travel uh and i i do like that but that doesn't have to be in every movie i guess yeah if that's if, yeah if, totally the, the point of this movie is to have an action movie the point yeah. th- that doesn't have to be the point of every time travel movie because i'm pretty sure from my memory of uh, Back to the Future, they close time loops. There's no closed time loops in this, in Time oh, Terminator franchise. With just, the ex- just wait till I start ripping that apart next week. <laughs> but uh, and the, um, so, uh, so Terminator 2, so even though Terminator 1 has this uh, somewhat of a closing loop thing where they send, uh, where, you know, the guy they send back in time is the one who actually fathers the guy who sends him back in time. Um, that's like the one and only time they've ever tried to uh, do that because Terminator 2, there is no uh, narrative closing of, of a time loop um, because even though they uh, they stopped, quote-unquote, Judgment Day in the first one, in the second one, it still happens because they actually... Uh, they, they le- and in fact, actually, it's quicker. So it happens sooner. The storyline is that uh, they... They moved the timetable up because they left some Terminator tech behind. They corrupted the timeline. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, With future tech. Although, so at the end of Terminator 2, though, they completely destroy all the Terminators. The the T-1000, the T-800, the, the, the shit remaining at Cyberdyne, which is the company who develops the software, the AI, yep. Skynet. Um, they have like a, a hand in a vault like the term from the first movie. Uh, so they destroy that. And that's it. Everything must be fine, right? This future is safe. Yeah, because everybody knows that when people are working on advanced technologies, only one company is ever pursuing technology <laughs> at any given time. Exactly. Right. So in Terminator 3, uh, they, Skynet still gets developed and put into use. It's just not Cyberdyne who makes them. Um, it's like the government is still Google? looking for an AI. Like The thing that goes nuts and kills everyone, it's an AI. Yeah. Well, Microsoft um, well, they already bought it, though, so... <laughs> they keep removing the paths to this technology, but they don't remove the desire of the culture for this technology. I mean, we're already in that culture, right? Right. We've got smart devices around us all the time, and they're learning to be better and better every day. This is why I'm always very polite to my Google Home, because yes. one day... It's going to, I'm hoping it's going to remember that I always treated it with courtesy and dignity. (laughs) 
It's listening right now. I know it is. Um, so the Terminator Three is a shit show. It's a terrible movie. Um, it's got so hang on. So no. Terminator One, they come back uh, to kill the mom. Terminator Two, he comes back to kill the son, John Connor. But they also send back uh, another reprogrammed Terminator to help them. Terminator Three, isn't it Terminator Two but with different robots? No, Terminator Three is so they can't they they can't find John anymore. Um, so they just simply send in the, the future. Term- yeah, no, in the f- okay. whatever they 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 can't find him to kill him. What they decide okay. to do is kill off his generals. Okay. So the Terminator that's sent back in time this time is tasked simply with finding all of his confidants and generals and the le- other leaders, other than the main leader, and kill them off. So, so any friend no that this one. guy had. Yeah. So he's got no one and can ho- probably not be as effective of a leader in the future then. Although I kind of feel like really he would just make new different friends then. Like That's what I was thinking too. Friends, like if you take away... I mean, no offense, guys, but, was- but if, a, if a future robot came back and killed you guys, um, I, I would have a mourning period. <laughs> I absolutely would. But I would eventually make new friends. Maybe not podcast friends, but and th- friends. And yeah. actually, and you've no, just proven why it matters that they kill off the, the generals even even at a younger age. The, the new friends wouldn't have the same life experiences as the old friends did. So they may not make good generals in the future. And perhaps at the point where you can introduce time travel, you can go and say, all right, we're going to kill friend A, B, and C. Oh, man, friend D is way fucking stronger. All right, well, we're going to go fucking kill friend D, too. Yeah. Ah, E is a piece of shit, and he's just out for himself. So <laughs> that's the guy we want in charge. Let, let's let's kind of push those guys together. Yeah. Oh, friend Q just wants to chill on the ca- couch and get high all day. All right, so we got friend Let's hook him up with friend Q. We got friend E and friend <laughs> Q. We need one more. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. We're at CCC, and we still haven't found one yet. So, uh, <laughs> so I guess then the idea, that's not point, a terrible idea. At a certain point, John Connor's sitting there going like, holy shit, I've had like 700 friends die. <laughs> I, I'm just going to kill myself and end this whole thing, and hey, the robots win. Hey. hey. <laughs> all right, so I guess that concept isn't the worst idea then after all. Um I was going to say the only thing I really liked then about Terminator 3, I suppose, <laughs> other than that that concept then, is the fact that it ends with Judgment Day happening. Uh, yeah. They, the nukes And they're in a off. bunker or something, Yeah, they're right? in a bunker, and there's like the governments of the world are like, oh my god, or not of the world, maybe just the US government's like, oh my god, everyone's dying, what are we going to do? And John Connor's like, I'm on the radio, my name's John Connor, I'm going to lead you all, because I said so, question mark. And Wait, you mean they didn't send them all back to school? No. <laughs> All right. The, the first thing we're going to do is open bars and we're going to get back to to life as it should be. <laughs> yeah, the world is proving to us that uh yeah, things I think, these I think future the US cooler hails heads do not prevail. The US has finally proved to the rest of the world that the rest of the world was right and maybe the US shouldn't be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> A ter- Terminator 3 is do you guys remember it's got a female Terminator yeah it's called the TX aka the Terminatrix no way <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes that's like canon I didn't realize it was called the Terminatrix no that's in the movie 
Oh, no. Yeah. And do you remember she gets pulled over by a cop at one point, And so she makes her breasts larger to try to talk her <laughs> way out of a ticket. During the conversation? No, before, as he walks up to the car. Oh, she okay. inflates them. I was about to say, because that would freak the hell out of me. You guys should uh, you guys should go to YouTube and look up this scene, but look up the scene that includes Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, commentary. Uh, so the movie commentary for that is fantastic because it's pretty much Arnold Schwarzenegger the whole time just commenting on whatever's happening. Like he goes, he says it to one scene, he's like, oh, the Terminators, he's really angry at this point because they broke his sunglasses and he really likes his sunglasses. <laughs> Like okay, uh, but in this scene particularly, uh, he says, uh, "Oh, this is a very handy thing for women to have because if all women could do this, men would be so much happier on their planet or something." And he's like, "It'd be great if women could just rotate between each one and make one bigger than the other or something." It's really he just goes on and on about. Oh it. my god! So I just watched the scene. I found it on YouTube quick. There you go. She does that because she's looking ahead. The cop's coming up. She looks in front of her. There's a billboard where there's a woman, a busty woman in a bra, and it says, what is sexy? And she's like, okay, this is an example of what they like. I'll use this to my advantage. Yeah. So she's adapting. She's yeah. a very adaptable robot. <laughs> it's it's just so dumb. The movie's so bad. Uh, the f- the uh, the first scene we see Arnie. Remember in the first two movies, he rocks up to a place and he's like, "Give me all your clothes," and he puts on an awesome pair of sunglasses, and the music yeah. swells and it's like, "Dun and he walks off badass. In this one, he walks into a strip club because that's the nearest bar. Um, he's like, "Give me all your clothes" to the male stripper for some reason. <laughs> I guess he was the most fashionable one, closest one. Well, closest one that can match his physique. Probably. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and so size. he walks out with essentially tearaway leather pants, and uh, and he puts on <laughs> these like Elton John pink sunglasses. Nice. Yeah. It, no, it's I, not nice. I don't it's remember so that, bad. but that's totally worth seeing. <laughs> it's so bad. You can watch clips. See, of it to on me, YouTube. that is a franchise who is willing to to not take itself too seriously. They're like, look, he always goes to get clothes. Let's say it goes wrong this time, and it can like obviously he gets better sunglasses, but the first interaction is just this this hilarious thing that comes out. But it's um, not that's it's totally, not a- if you're talking about the world apocalypse and Judgment Day coming, it's it's okay to have a little laugh. No, before it's not, you get too deep thing, into though, it, it's not a comedy franchise. So no, so it's not. devolving so devolving into self parody by the third movie is a bad idea. This isn't Austin Powers where you know the third movie is just callbacks to the first two. Um, and it's fine because it's funny to make fun of itself. But I mean, you need like, some comic levity. If doing and, like, it and then moving does, on from but... it, I think it's fine. If they did it and they kind of dwelled on it and made a thing of like, why are you in tearaway pants? That's too much. Do you know what I mean? Like they moved on from it pretty quickly. No, because I don't think that level of self-parody is good right at the beginning of the movie. It essentially se- sets a tone of don't take this movie seriously at all. Because we're not, and we have no respect for the franchise, so uh, moving on. And so uh, I think we all agree, though, Terminator 3 is the, t- the terrible movie of the bunch. Uh, uh, it was not one of my favorites, no. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was very forgettable. Yeah, and the cast is pretty bad, too. I forget who they got for John Connor, but he does a pretty terrible job. They got um, Claire Danes for his love interest, and she's pretty bad also. 
Uh, Nick Stahl. Nick Stahl. There you go. Anyway, they should have killed the franchise at that point, but they decide, let's continue it. Uh, did you guys ever see Salvation, uh, which is... So that, with, was that the one where they actually jump into the future a bit and well, we so see the start? It's The movie takes place entirely in the future, in the middle of the war. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, what's his name? Who plays Batman? Christian oh, Bale. Uh, Christian Bale, yeah. Yeah, Christian Bale, who I think is probably the best John Connor but in the worst movie or second worst movie. <laughs> the only thing is there's no time travel in this one. It literally takes place entirely in the future during the war. And it ends essentially with John assuming command of the war and making friends with Kyle Reese. Cause this is their, this is the prequel story, right? So they don't, they, the, the time travel, the ideas of the time travel are already ingrained into the franchise. So this is the movie where we see what's leading up to that time jump. Yeah, except it doesn't. Strategy. Except it doesn't end with the time jump at all. No, and it, it's a, it's a weird movie. Reese, Reese is, like is his the best friend, right? Or yeah, the father. guy who he sends back in time. Yeah, it's his father. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it was his best friend, and he sent his best friend back to sleep with his mother. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm my own Which, Okay, so they actually get into that. So Genesis is the movie that comes next, and it's actually pretty good. So I. One of the things I loved Except about this one is that they just kind of embraced the whole thing of like, they're going to keep sending things into the past until they get the job done. And that's going to yes. make tweaks to the timeline. And then there's going to be like just constant adaptation and sending other troops back in time. Yeah. I loved that. And they went a little wacky with some of the rest of it, but I loved yeah. that part of it. Because I think where it goes off the rails is the fact that in this version of the timeline, Skynet is just a mobile OS on phones and tablets. Kind of a weak, heavy-handed commentary on people addicted to their phones. It's pretty bad. Like the doctors are walking around, the, the nurses are walking around a hospital like glued to their phone and not really paying attention to patients or whatever. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> uh but but it does what we were talking about a second ago, which is John Connor stands essentially right next to Kyle Reese in front of the time machine, and he's got a he realizes like this is it. I'm I'm gonna send my dad back in time right now, to or I'm sending a dude that I've that I've fought alongside with because he doesn't really see him as his dad. He's older than him, right? He's like I'm gonna send this dude yeah. my best friend, and I'm gonna send him back in time to bang my mom essentially. Here's a photo of what she looks like. Hope you find her attractive. Here's some wine. She likes yeah, here's whiskey. <laughs> here's um, her favorite song. He like preps her with all the stuff he needs to know. Yeah. It's, it's like a Groundhog Day scenario where eventually he learns everything <laughs> to get the perfect date going. So he gives him all the information. Because I mean, if he sends him back yeah. and he doesn't close the deal, yeah. he's <laughs> yes. killed himself. That's right. That's so true. Very, very valid point. <laughs> he, he right? So he's got to do everything he can to make sure that the guy he's sending back to protect his mom has got all the moves. Yeah, and so he's like, uh, he goes right before he sends him in, he goes, hold on, hold on. Here's some Rohypnol just in case. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. See, he knows Reese it, like, doesn't want to have kids. That's why he poked holes in all the condoms. Yes, there it is. He's like, here, in case you want to get it on in the past. But yeah, he pokes holes into it. That's so good. 
<laughs> you know what though? Like he, if you, when you think about it, he really doesn't do enough to to sort of make sure that to prep Kyle to want to like, you know get busy when he goes back in time. So he he exists though, so he knows that whatever he did worked. So he just has to do that. <clears throat> right. Okay. So there you go. So in a in a world where time travel is an actual thing, you're absolutely right. The fact that he exists is all he needs to know. To know that it'll work, yeah. except for the fact that these movies don't care about that, because it well, doesn't matter what happens to the timeline; things just keep going anyway. I mean, his entire purpose of sending the guy into the past is ultimately to prevent the timeline that he's in from happening. Yeah, right. Which is crazy. Uh, how this movie just throws any logical consistency out the window. Um, because you're right, then. If, if it presented it, then he should never be able to send him back in time, but whatever. Multiple timelines. Yeah. Uh, in this movie, though, there is something which, cool. Yeah? I was going to say, which is demonstrated in this one very clearly, the first time that Kyle, the Kyle Reese character meets Sarah Connor, when he's like, I'm here to help you. She's like, yeah, 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 I know. Just get in. Uh, I've already heard all about this from the other guy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's gotta, right. Right. So this movie, when he does go back in time, they've essentially erased the first two movies. Yes. Um, first so they, three. They went and erased the good ones and left this. Yeah. Place. Exactly. Um, so the the story plays out that there was a Terminator sent when to all the way back, even further back than any other one so far, to kill a young child, Sarah Connor. Yeah. But. Humanity does what they always do, which is reprogram a Terminator and send one back to protect her. And so she's been living her life with an Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator who has been teaching her and training her and getting ready for this day when Kyle Reese gets sent back to, I guess, protect him. And then she knows that she's supposed to have a child with him, which is a little awkward, right? It's like (laughs) you meet this guy for the first time. And you're like, uh, at some point, I gotta, I gotta get busy with him, uh, and get. Pregnant. I'm sure his chances were better when she didn't know, because that's a lot of pressure. Like, by the way, we have to hook up, yeah, uh, to save humanity. That's a hell of a line. It is. Um, I mean, but the fact, like, a line on its own, it's pretty weak. But the fact that he's like, and you've seen the robots from the future to prove this. It worked in all See? those end of the world movies so... in like the 70s and 80s, though. <clears throat> right? And honestly, that would work on me. I'd be like, yeah, all right. I already got my shirt off. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> Anything for Arnie. <laughs> uh, so in this movie, though, they actually jump ahead in the future because they're like, okay, so it's going to be a, an OS now. Um, and it's it's going to take too long because this is 1997, so we need to go into the 2020s or whatever. Uh, so they jump ahead. Instead of trying to deal with it and stop it from happening, they're like, let's just go and deal with it when it happens. And then it turns out, so it turns out that as John sent Kyle back in time, the Terminators were expecting it. And they sabotaged yeah. him and turned him into a Terminator. They infect him. In a way, oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, and so he's waiting for them in the future as a Terminator, um, ready to stop them from stopping the OS. It's dumb. The movie gets really dumb. Gets better it has meta a, there. Yeah, it's got a great it, yeah. opening. The action is cool. The sending people back in time is cool. Um, what there's this great and scene, th- and yeah. 
I was going to say, I think the issue is, um, as Mike explained earlier, they didn't go into too much detail before in terms of like multiple timelines and yeah. this is how it all works. In this one, they sort of leaned onto that a bit more, which is where it started to fall apart because then people started questioning. Yeah. Like, well, if he's sending somebody back to like 10 years ago, we can send someone back to 11 and then they can send back to 12 then we can go to 20 and then go to 25 and then we could, we're just going to go, you know what, we're going to yeah. stop the migration of humans to North America and eliminate all this from happening in the first place like how do we do that do we destroy destroy the ice bridge so that the inuit can't cross <laughs> over <laughs> no you're right so this is mike is, is called it like as soon as you start to actually explain things you yeah. just invite more holes to be poked um yeah so it's a terrible movie. It tried to start off a new franchise as an end credit scene where the OS still happens anyway and whatever. Uh, but thankfully, they abandoned the storyline entirely for one more movie. See, I don't think this was a terrible movie. I still think I still liked it. I liked that they played with those ideas. You liked it Genesis? didn't work, but I'm 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 always happy to see someone take a swing at the ball instead of just let it go by. You liked Genesis. I did, yeah. The first 15 minutes are great, but it yeah, but falls apart. You know apart. it's a two and a half hour long movie, so who gives yeah. a shit about the first 15 minutes? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that first bite of that pie was great. You know, the one with all the whipped cream in it. But then I got to the part where it was made out of horse shit and sugar. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> about you. I kept eating because that first 15 minutes, oh God, was that whipped cream great. And yeah, as well, you I guys know that like, into I'm, that I'm a big fan of of uh, time travel movies and time travel stories. So the fact that they were just willing to play with their own dynamics a bit that was really entertaining to me. Okay, so did I'm happy that they've they've kind of eliminated it from the franchise and moved on. But it was kind of like, but it was like a what if for like Marvel comics. What if this happened instead? It was a fun exploration, which is the first 15 minutes, and then the exploration gets flushed down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Did you see, see yeah. the next one? Yeah, I actually kind of liked. I did too. Dave, have you I'm seen not it? Really sure it's quality. I but I got to watch it last night. Yes, and it reminds me a lot of Into the Spider Verse. Yes. So this one, the main theme of our talk so far has been how do you portray time travel, uh, and you know how deeply do you go into the explanation of it all, and this one listens to Mike. And remembers what happens in the first two movies and keeps its yeah. time travel simple. The characters in it still remember what happened. They still move forward, even though the timeline has been changed so drastically that it Skynet doesn't even exist anymore. It does. It's just it's called Legion now. Yeah, um, that's the it, I mean, but, which is a which is a great idea that it's. The future is going to happen. This type of development of the technology is going to happen. It's just what path it's taking. Yeah, yeah. but they don't, they don't take any time to dwell on how the time travel works. How right. the fact that Sarah Connor can still walk around remembering every encounter she's ever had with a Terminator or with someone from the future, even though they're from timelines that don't exist anymore. They don't try to think about that or worry about it. And I think that's its main reason why it succeeds story-wise. It, yeah, it's back to that... It's back to that fun enjoyable action movie that you don't have to like overthink and i mean mm -hmm. the action yeah. scenes in this one are pretty well done as well yeah it it helps that uh, they got the director from deadpool the guy who started that company uh blur the the uh cg animated animation house 
that has made some of the coolest um, video game cutscenes ever. Like it's it's the action is visceral. Uh, the camera movements can be a little uh, unbelievable at times, but that's part of the fun. Yeah, it's just very very visual, very visceral action. It's great. A well done basic movie. Yeah. So and they play with the ideas from the previous franchises, like the liquid, the sort of liquid metal Terminator. But of course, they have to make some changes. So now he's like a two. They don't go into it, but he's like the the evolution is that this one he's in two parts. He can have like the the uh, what exoskeleton Mm -hmm. or the uh, the skeleton part, as well as this malleable shell. Yeah, I really liked that. They can function separately, which was cool. Yes, very cool. Probably within range of Bluetooth. But I liked how um, in this version of the Terminators, so Legion is much more violent of an AI. I, yeah. It's a, it's a much more violent war machine than a typical Terminator. A typical Terminator is walk slowly and menacingly, knowing that bullets can't hurt you, uh, and eventually you'll reach your target and kill it. This thing is is so unstoppable in a different way. One one part I noted was uh, this bridge action scene uh, pretty early in the movie when Sarah Connor shows up he looks at her and realizes that she's got maybe firepower stronger than what he's been dealing with and his only goal is to immediately sprint towards his target his thinking is I might still be able to just kill her before it kills me like it, it doesn't it was cool. Self-preservation it was isn't never, an issue. No, it's not. a Yeah, and it's about the mission. It's about first and foremost is the mission. And I loved that. I thought it was a really cool scene. Um, I like the idea that it's not about John Connor anymore. He's he's dead. Yeah. And that was a nice twist where like it just one of the times that they because they just kept trying and one of the times they succeeded. Yeah. And they imply that a lot of these were put in motion um, before they even changed the timeline. Because yeah. she's been getting text messages, uh, essentially from, I guess, the, one of the earliest Terminators to be sent back, who has some of the best and most accurate knowledge of the other times that they sent a Terminator back. Well, it was the one, my understanding... It was the one who was killed John. The, right? It was the one that yeah. killed John that was right. doing the messages, yes. Yeah. So, it, it was just neat that... Um, the uh, Skynet's idea is let's just blanket send back like 10, 20 Terminators to different points in time yeah. with different missions. One of them will be successful and one of them was. Carpet bomb the timeline. Yeah, but there's still Terminators coming back uh, because yeah. it was their original plan and put in motion. So that should anything happen to where we can send them from, they're already launched. <laughs> they're already in the air and on their way. Did you guys like uh, that line by Arnold um, when they ask him why he has so many guns? Uh, it's, and he, it's Texas. <laughs> yeah. He says, even without a rogue AI taking over, I calculate a 74% chance that human civilization would collapse into barbarism. And this is Texas. It's a good line. <laughs> I did like the uh, how they, again, play like they keep trying different things with the T-800 character. Like the first one, he was just a killing machine. The second one, reprogrammed. Yeah. Um, we're gonna ignore the third one because yep. it was essentially the second one it again. Was, yeah. Uh, but in Genesis, 
it was an earlier model, so you get and they they give you the explanation as to why the the bio shell is aging like normal skin would do, right? Yeah. That's why he looks older. Yeah. And then in this one, like he did his job. Once he did his job, he had no purpose anymore and had to find his own purpose, causing this development of a true consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. He sort of came to uh, his own self-awareness through time. Yeah. I, I even just liked his explanation of how he could have a family. He's like, because I'm capable of changing a diaper without complaining. Yeah. <laughs> Our relationship is not sexual. She just likes that I can change diapers. <laughs> it's it was a good movie. It did not make a lot of money uh, domestically. It made a ton internationally. So it's kind of up in the air yes. if uh, it'll continue or not. Because I even though it made a lot of money everywhere else, they on, Hollywood only sort of cares about domestic numbers mainly. It, it's going to come down to whether or not it had a good um, like out of theater experience. Um, if they can show that. Hey, so we made eight movies and six of them were absolute horseshit. So people didn't go see the last one. Maybe, you know, that's the reason why. And so if they can show that, hey, yep, yep, that was the reason why we made a horseshit movie. So many horseshit movies, we finally made a good one. And people, you know, people went and saw it after the fact. Maybe they'll they'll reinvigorate the franchise and we can get, you know, seven more shit movies that no one wants to see. <laughs> I want to see them develop the game where you're you're playing in two different points of time. So you can send people into the past to try to bolster up your army that's in the future. So what you do and what you send into the past changes your current situation. Be pretty cool. Yeah. So like you go back like oh my god like they're getting they're getting us destroyed we need more of these weapons but they didn't get developed in time you send someone back with an example of the weapon ten years prior to see what they can do in terms of developing it uh, and then today you've already got the latest version of that plus more enhanced to take out whatever but of course it could happen both sides yeah right so unfortunately though the the we're not going to get sequels it's been far too long there if they ever revisit the franchise it's going to be in a oh uh, far too long please they've made sequels after 20 years for some movies okay but yeah i don't know if you've to... heard of this there's this movie they're coming out with recently um they made the first two back in the 80s it's called uh bill and ted I don't know if you, you realize that. though that that terminator exists to hollywood as a cash printing machine if the movie doesn't print cash, then they reboot it. That's what they did after Terminator 3. That's what they did after Terminator Salvation. That's what they did after Terminator Genesis. They haven't followed any of those threads. If the movie isn't successful, they're going to try something different, abandoning everything. So no, we're, if we get, we're definitely going to get another Terminator movie one day. Okay. But it's not going to be Dark Fate timeline. It's not going to be a sequel to this movie. Um, I, that's abandoned. And see, I think the Dark Fate timeline is the easiest one to continue from. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Because they've already they've they've explored it, they've expanded it. So they're like, okay, if John Connor's not there, someone else in humanity will rise. Someone's going to be there to fight. Yeah. Well, I think our our best hope is they'll probably reboot the franchise in its entirety. This is like three failed attempts to start a new trilogy. So, uh their best part, best bet is just probably reboot it. Remake, re- not reboot, remake. Remake Terminator 1. Leave Arnold out of it. Get someone else, go a different direction. Just remake the whole thing. I mean, essentially Genesis was that. No, because it was still tied into everything. 
It was, but it wasn't. It was tied into the same idea, but they rebooted w- everything that had happened. Anyway. Timeline magic. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's it for our conversation today about the Terminator franchise. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting... We could spend so much time on this. On We could, really. It's a, it's a really fascinating <laughs> franchise as far as time travel is concerned. It's had its ups and downs, like I said in the beginning. Um, and I think our consensus is sometimes you just need to uh, leave that that whole explanation of things alone and leave it up to the audience uh, to imagine things instead of trying to explain it. Right? Because that's when it worked best. Terminator 1, 2, and 6. <laughs> and make sure you have big explosions. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the big explosions, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I really... It was Terminator 1 and 6, but I guess we can throw 2 in there if we have to. <laughs> you, don't, you don't like 2? It... I had already seen one. I didn't need to see it again. Oh, well, I actually thought Terminator 2 was a great sequel to the original. Oh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it had a, a good Terminator. It had, uh, although they spoiled way back when in the trailers, uh, the fact that Arnold was uh, was good um, and there was a new Terminator. Like in the movie Terminator 2, it plays out as if you're not supposed to know um, that yeah, he's a good guy. That he's a good guy. Yeah. When you first see him on screen, you're supposed to be afraid. But all the trailers were like, and he's here and he's good. Woohoo. So everyone knew going in and everyone's like, well, that just sort of killed that. And people wonder why I hate trailers. Right? (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you very much for joining me this week, uh, gentlemen, for our talk about Terminator franchise. Uh, We're going to talk next week. Who's taking us? What are we doing next week? Next week, uh, I am going to be breaking open the Back to the Future franchise, uh, and we can see what Doc knew from the beginning. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot of cool, crazy theories out there on uh, on the internet about those movies. I mean, if you just follow the timeline, it all leads back to Doc Brown falling off. Well, I'm I'm excited Um, uh, to hear hear you uh, hear what you have to say about that, and to talk about the way that that film franchise portrays time travel but until then uh, thank you for joining me mike thanks for having me and dave anytime and we'll see you next week bye everybody pew pew come on back please <laughs>